What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for exceptional 21st century living. We have a very different show today on crystals. We're going to be speaking with a Native American healer, uh, Luke Blue Eagle, and we're going to be talking about his latest book, First Nations Crystal Healing, Working with the Teachers of the Mineral Kingdom. Folks, there's not a book like this out there. You're going to gain a lot of deep knowledge and... Um, the information that he presents, you're able to heal yourself. And um, Luke Blue Eagle is very deep, very spiritual, and you will feel that, you will hear that when he talks to you. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question. Are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is a belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, Intuitive Sense Birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting-edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I'm the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. My guest today Luke Blue Eagle started working with crystals at a young age. In 1979, after being contacted by his ancestors, he began a 25-year period of training in the indigenous healing arts with elders from several First Nations in Canada and in the United States, including William Kamanda of the Algonquin Nation, Sun Bear of the Chicopee Nation, and Oshina fast wolf of the Apache Nation, and many others. He lives in the Quebec province of Canada, and you can check him out at his website. So I'm going to give you two. The first is Ancestral Wisdom Today, all one word, ancestralwisdomtoday.com. And then the second uh, site is blueeagleshop.com. And check them out while you're listening to the podcast. I know that you will love the blueeagleshop.com because he's offering his um, products there and folks, they are strong. And then check out the wisdom on, uh, excuse me, ancestral wisdom 
www.luketoday.com. Welcome, Luke Blue Eagle. Uh, thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Absolutely love the book that you wrote. There are so many um, books on crystals that are out, you know, in one sense, they're a dime a dozen. But in another sense, yours is so different. Why did you decide to create a book for the masses that really embraces the energy of our forefathers? Uh, because of the needs we have today. We're in the changing of times right now. We're we're moving very fast uh, through a evolutionary change on planet Earth. We're going to, in a way, move forward and move backward at the same time. We're going to come back to a more simple way of living. And yet we're going to go to another stage of our evolution where there's going to be a lot of more what we call psychic powers. It's just natural okay. that we grow a bit more uh, in our evolutionary path. And right now there's a lot of uh, forces out there that are trying to uh, uh, stop that process. And so uh, we can see that in the current world situation where there's a lot of persecution of everything spiritual. And, uh -huh. and uh, well, that's just transitory. It's going to pass like all the rest. Uh, we're going back to uh, to where... And so the... Um, the need for this uh, really arose really strongly uh, at a certain point in my life. And so I asked my elders if I could do that. And they said, yeah, at this point in time, we can share. Because normally, these teachings are not shared openly because they're very powerful. Uh -huh. uh, but, but since we need this on a high level to do a lot of healing today on many levels and for many different beings, and as they are very powerful vectors and vortexes of healing, uh, the permission was granted and I wrote uh, this book in French to begin with and uh, recently now with uh, Inner Traditions, that's a department of uh, Baron Company uh, in the States. So uh, we worked a long time on the book. It's a very good book, I think, and I have mm -hmm. quite a few interviews about it since it came out. And I'm very happy to speak with you about it today because you seem to be a very nice person. Um, yeah, I'm buried, all right. <laughs> well, you know, you attack the book from two different vantage points. Um, you give a lot of history of um, the Native American teachings, and then you go into the crystals. So why was it so important for you to uh, share the information on the Native American teachings? Everything is about context. If you really want to, you know, we are multidimensional people, multidimensional beings. Mm -hmm. We exist on many different realms at the same time. We're not always conscious of that. But it's by, by putting in context that you, you start to uh, really fathom the deepness and the profoundness of the teachings. We compare the teachings to a multifaceted jewel. Uh, you know, a multifaceted gemstone, you know, you have to hear the same teachings in many different lights and see it in different ways before you understand the whole of that, because there's a lot of different facets to the teaching. And one of the facets is understanding where it comes from. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing as our history, for example, is very old, much older than civilization, which is only a recent occurrence in human history. It's only 12,000 years old. And our history goes back 127,500 years, which is, uh, you know, 10 times that. Uh -huh. um, uh, and that the, these teachings have been passed down from generation, from generation to generation. And you don't pass down something that doesn't work. You pass down something that works. So just that is, a, is really a a way of telling people and showing people, well, this is something that works, you know, you, you can work with this, it's, uh, it's valid information, it's been proven through time, mm -hmm. it's been tested and proven to be efficient. So that gives confidence to people, and it gives context. And, you know, because of our, our minds are multifaceted, also, you know, if you the more information you get on the context surrounding any one subject, the more you can go deeply and profoundly into the, those teachings. Um, yes, you can. Could you talk to us a bit about the foundational American, Native American teachings like centering and the four grandfathers and the four directions? Because I am, it wasn't exactly new to me, but I hadn't quite put it together in the context that you did in my mind. Well, you just mentioned things that would take about three weeks to... <laughs> 
Just give us a quick overview. <laughs> Capsule view. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you for three weeks, but I don't know. I don't we think have to bring it down a bit. Um, okay. Uh, what? What? Uh, let Let's speak about centering. Uh, now, centering okay. is. Um, it's very important to to understand that, for example, you know, if we come from a, a more um, physical or scientific viewpoint, we have two hemispheres to the brain, and they're oriented in a very specific way. Our left uh, hemisphere is the more um, logical uh, aspect. You know, it's linear thought. It it wants to describe everything and understand everything and have a lot of logic and. Uh, you know, it's the memory bank and all that type of uh, Cartesian thinking, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, the right hemisphere of your brain, well, that's the more intuitive aspect of ourselves. That's the one that goes into art, goes into music, uh, wants to understand through feelings and fantasy. And, and so, but to have a clear understanding of reality, these two hemispheres of the brain have to work together. You know, they have to be centered, they have to be synchronized. So one of the first things we do, and one of the first teachings we give, is how do you synchronize the two hemispheres of your brain, so that you have a very a complete and holistic picture of the person that you want to help. That's very, very important, because if you're looking at the person through your own experience, well, uh, that's, you know, that's left brain. And, you know, you won't really have a feeling for You won't have empathy for the person. And okay. empathy is the most important thing in healing. But if you don't bring some logic and some understanding to your empathy, you'll be all in your emotions and you, you won't get it right either. You know, you, you won't have the distance you need to create with that person to see that person clearly. So both... Uh -huh. Both are really necessary. And uh, it also, you know, when you're centered, your energy goes up. You know, you yeah. have more energy. You know, you you can, everything that you'll do will have more strength to it because you're centered. You have all of yourself together. You're whole. And that's where we talk about holistic, you know. You know, we when we talk about holistic feel, healing, it's because we also have, four dimensions to our being we have the physical body that everybody knows everything about you know and then we mm -hmm. have our emotional body which has a huge influence on our physical body and then we have our mental body that has a huge influence on the emotional <laughs> body and then mm -hmm. we have our spiritual body which has influence on everything you know and that's what creates us that's what allows us to incarnate uh, on on earth you know and that's the mm -hmm. you want the immortal or eternal aspect of who we are the soul aspect or spirit aspect yeah. and so when you want to really work with somebody you're looking at all of that you know medical science today is only looking at the physical body and uh, the 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 emotional there's very, very, very poor understanding of what that is in psychology and psychiatry. It's very, as far as our teachings are concerned, it's very, very primary. It's very retarded. Very limited. Very yeah. limited. Very limited. Mm -hmm. And so they don't, they don't touch the mental aspect and they don't touch the spiritual aspect. So they're not really working on the, on the person. They're working on his body. And so that's why the effects and the healing is so limited in um, Western medicine, because they're not really treating the body. They're not, sorry, they're not really treating the person, they're treating the disease. You know, mm -hmm. what we're treating is the person's health. We're coming at a, at a place where we want to give optimal health to the person. So the disease the person has is very secondary because it's just a manifestation of something else. What we want to <laughs> find is what has caused that. And when you treat the root cause, then uh, not only does the disease disappear, but you have a better person in front of you. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Because that person has learned, you know, it's like a, a bell. You know, mm-hmm. it's a bell that's sounding and it's telling you the disease. It's like a bell sounding. You've got something to work on. You're, something is not correct in your life. Uh, you, you, it, it's actually beneficial. Any disease is beneficial because it's telling you what needs to be corrected on your life path or what you have to work on. And so by treating only the physical, uh, you're not getting the benefit of what that bell is telling you, you know. And so mm-hmm. you're just turning in a circle you're you're standing still rather than evolving on your life path and life mission so that's that's you know that's the context with which we work of course Mm -hmm. uh, western medicine is very very good you know the the way they treat uh, uh, multi-traumatology you know big accidents you know when they have to really consider Mm -hmm. the body like a machine and cut it up and put it back together and sew it back together and take it out and you know all that is is perfect you know we need that too but uh, if we're really going to work with diseases, well, then, you know, medication is not the best answer because it's going to create side effects. All medication has side effects, which then create the need for more medication, more side effects. And it's a never ending. And you haven't yeah. healed. You haven't, it's a downward spiral. You haven't healed anything. You haven't, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't solved anything. So uh, it, it's a sorry state of affairs right now. And this is why ancestral wisdom is so important, uh, because it's going to bring us back to the origins of what uh, we are as spiritual Mm -hmm. beings and will allow us to manifest optimal health on all levels, on the physical, emotional, mental and spiritual. I've got a question for you, because I believe everything I believe in everything that you're stating. Um, What question? What part does religion have to play in the, I'm going to say, mass mind consciousness, not knowing the spiritual aspects of themselves? Or do you feel that it has an impact? It has a huge impact, but not in the right sense, because all religions have dogma. And Uh so you're supposed to believe uh, something that you need faith to believe in. You can't verify it. You know? mm-hmm. So actually, they are tools to control people, just like civilization. Mm-hmm. It's the same, the system that you see in governments and civilization, which is dominating nature and dominating other people, is the mm-hmm. same thing in religion. It's not the same thing as spirituality. Spirituality sets you free. Mm-hmm. You know, Religion makes you a prisoner of that dogma because you, you're... You know, all religions will say that they are the only religion, you know, that they've got the truth, which, yeah. you know, is is is, is hogwash because well, every, it's BS. every single person has um, some part of the truth and that's their life mission and they'll understand things a bit differently. And so what you need is spirituality because that will, and that's why, Native uh, native teachings are so good because they mm-hmm. don't impose anything on anyone. What they do is create the space in which you will have direct contact with source. And that's powerful because then yes. you can really look at your soul and say, oh, okay, you know, uh, you have different experiences. What we do is we create the space in which these things happen. And so mm-hmm. the person has direct experience. But in a religion, you have to go through a priest and a bishop and a pope. And there's people that are supposed to tell you what that experience is, rather than you having first-hand experience. The the approach is completely different. Uh, Yeah, and when you have priests that are doing inappropriate things to children, especially young boys, it makes you wonder how people can still follow that belief system, but, you know, to each his own. Um, I want to switch gears for a moment and talk about the crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the history behind crystal healing? Where does it come from? It's as old as the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, um, the these teachings are really old. I I wouldn't be able to see when they started. This is really really old because um, the the crystals are the flowers of the mineral kingdom. They're the most evolved beings of the mineral kingdom. They're the ones that embody personality. You know, you you can communicate with the crystal. 
it's not the same thing as a stone you know what you what you recognize as a crystal is when you see a ge geometrical shape in in a mineral substance you know if you're looking mm -hmm. at a quartz crystal for example you'll you'll see that it has a geometrical form i should have brought one for this talk to be able to show you um and these angles and these faces that it has it it's manifesting what the molecular structure is made of you know mm -hmm. because what is crystal is is uh ge geometrically precise organization in space of molecules and this is what makes it possible to transform and amplify energy because anything that goes through a crystal will be either amplified or transformed by this organized structure they are the most organized beings you know they have one structure and they hold it for eons you know and that structure has an effect that structure transforms every single kind of energy that goes through it because of the 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 order that it has so uh, as soon as uh, and they're beautiful you know yeah. they're, they're fascinating so when first man you know saw his the first crystals the first thing he he does you know children that have gifts for example that's how you recognize a, a child that has gifts they're always collecting stones all over the place <laughs> Well, when I you chuckled. were young, you were collecting yeah. stones, right? All the time, yeah. yeah. I used so, to get yelled at because I'd have so many in my room. <laughs> yeah, that all, all people, all young children with gifts, they will start collecting stones because they feel the energy that's there and that that energy uh, will regulate uh, energies. You know, it will, it will teach you something. It's teaching you something about the order of the universe. And so they are very, very, very powerful. So, you know, it's natural, you know, as a child will do that. Well, with eons of elders that are working uh, in healing their communities, well, they get more and more versed in how to use these mineral beings. And so that's where the, the teachings come in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, in the book, folks, he has, um, he talks about 40 important stones and crystals, and there's a full color inside of these stones and crystals. So therefore, when you look at them, you know what you're looking at. If you are, you know, out and about and you see it, you can reference back to it. Um, Blue Eagle, uh, the one thing that caught my eye, well, there's many things that caught my eye, but um, the one thing that caught my eye, I love most of the stones that you um, talk about and I wear them daily and you call citrine the coyote stone why mm -hmm. uh, because it plays tricks on people that's what coyote energy is it's the trickster mm -hmm. uh, there's many many di different faces of the trickster but in, in Native American tradition it's the um, it's the coyote yeah. and you know we are often in our evolution stuck in certain places and sometimes it takes something to jar us out of our patterns and that's mm -hmm. where the tricks come in, you know. And the coyote does that. It, it helps to elevate, uh, to connect to higher levels of vibration and to um, decrystallize uh, and dewind those old patterns that we've become encrusted in. Mm. You know, we, we all get these habits and these old patterns that uh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, trauma or uh, family or school have imprinted on us and that are hindering our spiritual, mental and emotional growth. And uh, citrine will start, you know, making that move around so that it can, you know, decrystallize and, and then help you to connect to higher levels of energy. So that's okay. why, and often by playing tricks on you, you know, in the energy, of course. And uh, that's why we call it the coyote stone. Okay. I was like so curious because it's like one of my favorites and I was like, wow, you know, what's going on here? Um, you work with offerings smoke offerings and purification why um for to understand that we have to talk about spiritual practice okay no a spiritual practice is what um makes us human beings uh, human beings have free will that means that um, they're not like the other beings like animals or plants or minerals 
these beings always follow exactly what their life mission is. You know, you don't see a wolf going to take a beer at the tavern. A wolf does what a wolf is supposed to do, you know, and they mm-hmm. never deviate from their original, what we call the original instructions. The only beings on earth who can follow something different than their original instructions is human beings. And this is why they require spiritual practice, because it is through spiritual practice that they will be able to determine what they're supposed to do, not what is right and what is wrong, and have Uh the courage and the discernment to follow that. And so in spiritual practice, there and human beings really need that. There's there's no other way that you can, and in native life, in indigenous life, uh, spirituality impregnates every aspect of daily life. Mm-hmm. And this is what is very different from civilizations when the uh, spirituality is isolated in very small boxes called churches, you know, but mm-hmm. in, in native uh, way of life all over the planet, not just in North America, but all over the planet, as you have to be in harmony with nature to survive in nature, every aspect of your life is spiritual, you know, there's teaching related even to the way you walk, you know, so um and what the and spiritual practice is is a part mm-hmm. of that and there's three aspects to spiritual practice and the first one is offerings now offerings is a way of giving thanks it's what we call prayer but not prayer to ask for something it's prayer to give thanks to uh give testimony to the thankfulness you have in your heart for being a living conscious human being which is a very mm-hmm. high level of manifestation and Mm -hmm. when you give to the universe every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe if you are ready for a new mission join u.s border patrol and go beyond Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The universe gives back. That's the law. You know, if you want to breathe in, you have to breathe out first. You can't Mm -hmm. always breathe in. You have to breathe out and then you can breathe in. That's the law of the universe. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's true in all aspects of things. You know, if you want to have a daytime, you have to have nighttime. These are basic laws. And to Mm -hmm. be able to, to manifest abundance, to manifest happiness, to manifest a spiritual evolution you have to give and then you'll receive you know it creates magic in your life and there's many many ways of giving offering smoke offering is one of them food offering is another offering dance offering prayer offering ceremony offering meditation there's many ways that you can you can offer a sacrifice you know decide for example that you know you you love eating chocolate but you say okay for one month i'm not eat chocolate this is my offering there, there's infinite ways of giving offering okay. the important thing is that the the motivation behind offerings is that of giving thanks to the world around us to great spirit okay. to the spirits and everything you know uh, by giving then you can receive Okay. Could you talk to us about two things? Um, number one is go a little bit deeper about the smoke offering, because I found that fascinating, fascinating in your book. And then also the cornflower importance, the importance of the cornflower blue eagle. Okay. Okay. So smoke offerings, uh, actually all spiritualities all over the earth, all do this. You know, they have incense in mm-hmm. the churches, in the spirituality, and they can do Anywhere in the world where people practice spirituality, there's burning offerings, you know, that make fragrant smoke. And the reason for this is that the 
the spirits of the land and the spirits of nature and all kinds of uh, um, non-corporeal beings, uh, that's what they eat. That's, mm -hmm. what, that's what inspires them. It's the smell. And also what we say is that the smoke carries our prayers into the spirit realm. It disappears into the air. And so it's mm -hmm. carrying our prayers. It's carrying our offerings. And also what it does is it's a purification. And all, all of the religions and spirituality do this. They purify with the smoke. And so we mm -hmm. have, we, and also there's important to understand that there are um, conventions or agreements with the spiritual world, you know, the world of non-corporeal beings, non-physical beings. There's because mm -hmm. there's a lot more non-corporeal, non-physical than there is physical. Physical, physical yes, is, is a small part of the world. You know, it's a, the world is immensely vast, mm -hmm. and, and so uh, there are conventions that have been passed between uh, humans humanity and the spirit world and the spirits of nature also and they recognize certain things you know you do you you'll use certain uh, incense certain burning herbs and they will recognize oh this is what is being asked or this is what is being offered so these conventions they're there from time immemorial for for for, for millennia and they work, you know, they, you mm -hmm. get definite results when you give offerings in a specific way with the specific herbs, you know. So I hope I have answered your question. Is that what you Defin wanted? You've definitely answered that question. Now, um, in your book, you talk about energizing crystals with running water. Um, tell us more about that and what type of water, if any, is best. The best is a stream or a river. Or uh, by the side of the, uh, the ocean when the waves will come over and go back. It needs running water. If, if, you're, uh, um, uh, if you don't have that, you can use tap water as long as it's mm -hmm. uh, coming from a well. Because they don't like the, the chemicals in uh, city water. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like here we have a, a well, so it's coming from the earth water. And so that can be used, but it's better in a stream so in the winter i'll do it here in the house uh okay. you know i'll put them on a piece of wood because i don't want them on anything metal or plastic and okay. then i'll have the water run over them for you know a certain amount of time uh, but if i go out in nature in the summer then it's going to be one to two hours and they love that that's what really energizes that hey now when you're out I'm sorry, let me ask this because I'll forget it real quick. If you're out in nature and you put your stones down by the stream, because you talk about in the, that stream, in the book, yeah. in the mm -hmm. stream, do you ever lose any? I mean, do they like flow away? And if so, is that does that mean your well, time with that stone is done? You have to be careful <laughs> okay. of how you place them in the stream, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can, you know, make a, a small enclosure with other rocks that you find there so that the if the current, uh, you know, doesn't sweep them away, you know, okay, just be so careful. And one place where you really need to be very careful is the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it there and you see a big wave coming, you really have to gather, gather them up because there's a, a great goddess in the Pacific Ocean that loves to eat crystals. Really? So many people have lost their crystals by being a moment of inattention. And you see this mm -hmm. big wave coming and poof, crystal is gone. gone yeah well that would explain it for me because i live right at the pacific ocean so that, that would explain that um in your book you talk about the eight energy uh centers and they kind of align to what westerners know as the chakras except for the eighth talk to us about the energy centers and in your practice where the eighth center is located between the what this heart chakra, what i'd call the heart chakra and the sacral chakra well, there's a heart plexus, you know, mm -hmm. it's in the middle of the chest. And then you have the solar plexus is below uh, the diaphragm, just below the diaphragm, just under the mm -hmm. diaphragm. And between the two, where the sternum ends, you have a little uh, tailbone right there. That's mm -hmm. the spiritual plexus. That's where you receive all energy coming from the from 
outside that's where that's where you'll put protections with crystals if you need to protection with crystals you'll put it there because that's the uh, point we call it the point of vulnerability you know there's certain um, martial arts practices in the east in the far east that can teach you how to kill somebody with a, a one hit at that specific place because everything is mm-hmm. centered there your your soul is attached to that place that's it's um so it's not very often spoken about because it's not as visible on an energy level as the other centers really really that are really you know round rotating kinds of mm-hmm. energy centers and this one is is more discreet if you wish but it's more important than the others because that's the that's your main um how do i how can i identify that it's like uh, you're attached to divine at that place i don't okay. know i don't know how to explain it it would be way. almost like in some belief systems there's like a silver cord or a silver thread that's attached yeah it, it originates there but it comes out through the solar plexus that that silver okay cord. yeah okay and um you shared a couple of uh, teaching stories. Well, not a couple. You shared quite a few teaching stories um, in your book. Could you just pick one randomly and share it with the folks? I want them to have a flavor for how you actually wrote the book, tell the stories. Okay. Well, the teaching of uh, um, the respect you have to have for crystals and the communication that exists with the crystals. Uh, we have a tradition uh, that said uh, that says uh, that we should never buy a crystal you know the crystal either comes to you or you find it in nature or somebody gives it to you and um and um so to explain how this really is real is uh, i was in a teaching giving a conference on crystal healing in a gigantic uh health fair you know alternative health fair in germany mm-hmm. uh, in munich it was and um uh these things were and it was a, a great crystal fad at that time and i think probably half of the booths there must have had crystals some of them were incredibly big you know the a whole mm-hmm. island of, of tables there and all of them were covered with crystals and uh mm-hmm. So um, I think it was on the second, it was four days. And on the second, no, I think it was the second day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked, there was a, a beautiful young German lady that they had uh, offered me to help me. And so she was taking care of the, the booth and translating for me when I had to. And so I asked her if I could just, you know, walk around the whole place to look at all this. And uh, she said, yes. And so, um, and there's a one corner of the room uh, where there was about 10 or 11 labradorite uh, stones mm-hmm. there polished. Mm-hmm. And one of them just flashed me. I, I had to have this stone. It was like, this was calling to me very mm-hmm. powerfully. And, uh, well, of course, my teaching says I can't buy this, you know. So I tried to play a trick on myself and I'd say, um, the universe gives me the crystal that my hand designates i could have bought every one of them except that one mm-hmm. <laughs> so that Jeez. trick didn't work mm-hmm. and so i but i also recognized that that crystal really needed to come to me you know but i couldn't buy it so i just looked at it and apologized and it says yeah i would have loved to bring you but i just can't uh, my traditions don't permit and so i just let go completely let go of all attachment to that crystal and next morning I come into the the booth a bit early to have a coffee before the day started I was sitting behind my booth and I saw there was a small box there on my stand there in front of me I says what's this it's not mine so I opened this box and there's the crystal there's that (laughs) labradorite was right there and I was astounded Uh astounded and then that young lady arrives and said oh do you see the gift I gave I bought for you I, exp- I explained to her uh, she didn't believe me at the beginning mm-hmm. she really didn't believe me that that's the stone that I wanted oh, the, there was millions of crystals in that place you know mm-hmm. I had to tell her you know that's with the booth you took it 
that's where the stone was amongst the others. And she had to recognize that, yeah, that that's exactly the stone that, you know, I still have that, of course. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, if you put your, stay true to your belief system and, and put it out there, it'll come to you if it's meant to be. Um, I like that little manifesting story. So um, when we go to your websites, ancestralwisdomtoday.com, what are we going to find there? Talk to us about what's offered there for folks. Yeah, that's the beginning because I have a very elaborate uh, side to that site, which is in French. And we're mm -hmm. building up right now the site in English. So there's the first level of crystal teachings there that you can follow online. It's always better to have some kind of on-hand teachings. There's things in the book that, uh, you know, a book is just so limited, you know, because you don't see the person doing the actual gestures and things that you need to do to get your energy flowing and all that so that's uh, mm -hmm. and there's conferences and there's ebooks and i've written eight books and three of them have been translated i think there's three of them there in english because mm -hmm. i wrote my books in french uh, first and um and a few videos uh, and we're building it up actually we're looking to organize a crystal a complete crystal course right now because it's we cool. need it more than ever there's problems that are arising in the population right now and the only way to heal it is through the quartz crystal healing uh protocol mm -hmm. and um we don't know unless the other way of healing the specific ailment that many people are getting injected with today is uh, very high level healers that work with electromagnetic energy that are able to disactivate the nanobots. Mm -hmm. uh, and these people are extremely rare. Uh, it's very, but uh, there is a way that, you know, anybody who's ready, ready to train for a, a few months and learn the um, crystal protocol could be able to do because the crystal acts as an amplifier and makes it possible to do this. Um, so it's a, it's required today that we give that teaching again in English. Now, this okay. first part is already there in French, but we should get uh, in English. Uh, no, is it? Yeah, the first part is there in English, okay. uh, but the second part is not there. So we'd like to... Um, organize that but um, when I started my teaching career many years back uh, one of to get permission one of my elders said you go where you're invited mm. uh, and that meant I don't organize anything you know mm -hmm. I'm not to put myself out there I have to be invited to do something so I rely on people organizing my things and Right now, we don't have anybody that's succeeded in. We had somebody who succeeded in organizing the first part, but mm -hmm. uh, then uh, COVID arrived, and uh, the second part was to be uh, on site here, and that didn't manifest. So we didn't record mm -hmm. that. No, mm -hmm. well, not yet. <laughs> oh yeah, we want to do it. I want to mm -hmm. do it. It's it's uh, it, there's a very powerful teaching there that that is really required today. We need to put it out there. Okay. And then when we go to your other site, blueeaglesshop.com, what are we going to find there? Okay. Well, you'll find all the things that I've created. What is very special is I've created shamanic perfumes. Um, I was often invited into hospitals and prisons to work with native people. And mm -hmm. um, in many circumstances, like in intensive care, I could not purify with my smoke offerings. You know, there's oxygen, there's medical personnel, there's closed windows. You can't start burning herb in that environment. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and the electromagnetic pollution to these people that were plugged into all kinds of machines was terrible. So it was really hindering my work. So I developed over a two-year research and development that I went through, which brought me to France to, to visit with perfumers there and brought me to study with people making essential oils. I developed a uh, perfume that did uh, the same thing, only I was astounded to find that it was like 10 times more efficient than our smoke. Oh, wow. Uh, 
so I decided to put it on the market. And in the process of doing that, there was this one day when I, I asked my perfumer friend, he was a very renowned perfumer in France. I asked him, give mm -hmm. me a few, you know, a few um, formulas with natural ingredients so I could test, you know, my, you know, make my practice my scales, if you wish, you know, practice my, because I didn't know anything about perfumery and I wanted to, you know, practice a bit. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't oh, wow. do it with natural products. He couldn't, you know, most of the ingredients are chemicals, you know. So uh, since then he's evolved, he's now doing some, but uh, I'm the one who initiated that transformation. And so uh, what I understood at that point is that wow, you know, these people are putting chemicals on their body. And this is why there's a whole bunch of hypersensitive people that can't even tolerate another person wearing perfume in the same room, you know, getting more and more of that. And so I says, uh, well, we're going to make others perfumes. And every one of them is encoded in ceremony. So not only are they beautifully smelling uh, perfumes, but they have therapeutic effects. Uh-huh. And they're, they're more powerful. They're very powerful because of the ceremony, because of the ritual that goes with it. I, I used four different shamanic techniques in making them and mm -hmm. high French perfumery techniques. And they're all natural, of course. Hmm. Okay, well, folks, and then check there's them out. my music. Oh. I've, I've recorded oh, okay. eight CDs of uh, music. Uh, then mm -hmm. we have the traditional smudge, the traditional incense and uh probably a few other things there but uh, the main things is the perfumes the music the books and um yeah the incense the, yeah the well I, I i like the baby bonnets too <laughs> there are baby bonnets on there there are baby bonnets on there oh yeah it's true the there's baby uh, bonnet there's hat. A, yeah. a little bit of uh, handicraft a little bit of native handicraft there too yeah i don't yeah. know everything that they put on there no, but, no. Uh, no it's, it's absolutely beautiful and you can feel the energy emanating from it so um you know i work with a lot of people you know in this industry and um i would say the majority don't walk their talk but you do and i appreciate you and i honor you for being you and bringing your information forward into the world because it's definitely needed at this time um before i go why don't you share a word of wisdom with the audience that you would like to leave with us today Yes, uh, what comes to mind immediately is the importance that you understand that your soul is immortal and eternal. And that the only thing that remains when you leave this life is the spiritual work you've done during this lifetime. All the rest disappears, you know, the bank account you can't bring to with you on the other side, the car, the house, all your material possessions, they stay right here, you know, and you go somewhere else, you know, and you don't come back to the same place, you know, never again. So you people really need to invest in what is the most important in their lives. And that is having some form of spiritual practice. If you are a believer in some religion, you know, in the beginning, that's good too. You know, not all, not everything in religion is bad. It's this um, sectarian attitude that they've got the truth and that they're okay. the only ones and that, that there's the dogma aspect mm -hmm. where they want you to believe without any proof to what they're, uh, uh, that, 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 that's, uh, you know, that's limiting, you know, as far as our human free will is concerned. But if that's what nourishes you, well, that's good too. Because, you know, when I was very young, my family was Catholic. And uh, as soon as I had my first communion, I had my, my father bringing me there every morning, you know, because, uh -huh. you know, the smell in the church was wonderful. I loved the energy of people praying. And it was beautiful church with these glass tinted windows. You know, it's a beautiful place. And so, uh -huh. so I liked it, you know, and uh, that lasted for a few years until I, I finally understood that they weren't speaking the truth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so I, I started looking elsewhere you know but um you know that uh, you know that they, it was a facade you know a lot of these uh -huh. christian people it's just a facade you know the their daily lives is not at all christian you know they just go no. to <laughs> the <rest of> the <laughs> so, 
Yeah, sometimes on Sunday, they're out of church at noon and doing what they would consider unspeakable at one. So, you know, <laughs> it's just, you know, BS. And that's, you know, part belief system, part. So the, the other important BS. thing is that you, you need to follow your soul mission. And also, what's part of your soul mission? Uh, how do you know what you came here to do is by following what you love to do? You know, follow uh -huh. what your dream is. You know, because that's how your soul is telling you uh, what your path is. It's the things that you like to do. It's very easy. You can't, you can't ask some orientation counselor to tell you what your life is going to do in, in school. You have to follow your dream. You have to follow what you love to do. Mm -hmm. And that's, that takes courage, you know, because it's not always uh, what's going to make you the most money, you know, but if you're following what you love to do, you're going to do it right, you're going to do it with passion, you're going to do it with talent. And, and that's what is indicating what you should be doing, you know, and not what other people are saying. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. And thank you for being my guest today. I am truly honored to have this much of your time. Um, oh, thank you Monique, for having me. It was wonderful oh. talking with you. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. I enjoy. I hope we with get you. more, more. Yes, time I, I'm pretty sure that we will. Um, so, folks, I want you to remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of crystal healing, abundant blessings, light and love to all. Agape. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.